This call may be recorded or transcribed.
Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Destiny. Good morning, Stephanie. Happy Wednesday. Our Destiny. Oh, Destiny. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who's on the line? Good morning. Good morning, this is Diane. Good morning, Diane. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday and happy birthday. For me? Or for your Not birthday? For oh, <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> happy, happy birthday, birthday Diane. Happy birthday. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. God, on mute. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you, too. Thank you. You're welcome. Are you okay, Susie? I'll be okay. Is there anything we can pray for you for? Yeah, that my... That my... That my marriage will be okay. Okay. Yes. We got you, Susie. And my husband won't lie to me anymore. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. We love you, Susie. And I love you guys so much. Good morning. Happy Wednesday, Sister Yvonne. Good to hear your sound. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday. God bless everyone on the call. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey. Good morning, <laughs> Sister Lisa. Hey, Happy Wednesday. Have a great day. Thank you. Good morning. Hey, Vivi. Good morning, Didi. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. And happy birthday, Diane. It's Diane's birthday, y'all. So bless her. I don't know <laughs> anybody said it, but happy birthday, Lady Di. We love yes. you. Yes. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday, Lady Di. Happy birthday. And, and y'all, Thank one more thing. Y'all. Diane, I sent you one more thing. Praise report, y'all. My biopsy came back. I already knew it, but your prayers, nothing normal. Everything's good. So praise God. I'm just excited. God is good. Glory, glory, glory. The Lord. 
Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Valuable. This is Sonia. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Sonia. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Didi, don't make me cry before I could do anything else. Eh? I just wiped a tear. Yes, he sure says he's anxious for nothing. I'm not trying to take over the call, but reality hit hum- the human side. I had a little anxiety, but that Dion, when I tell you, <laughs> just her words to not, you can't control it, so just trust the process. I'm telling everybody on the call, whatever it is, trust the process. Mm-hmm. Love you, Susie. I heard you. Love you. Hey, good morning. Good morning. It's Boxy. Hi, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Moxie. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. It's Natasha. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Good morning, Natasha. Happy Wednesday. Thank you, Didi. You, you can't take over the call with that good news. I know, huh? <laughs> got, got, got me crying over here. <laughs> Love y'all. Really, it's a blessing. <laughs> Love you, too. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Yes, good morning. This is Kat. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place their phones on mute and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here in Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to join us during the month of May, where our monthly theme is entitled, I Surrender. All the declarations will focus on the importance of surrendering to God, considering his will and plan for you, which allows us to walk and live with purpose. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through Cash App 
at dollar sign, I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have a one spoken prayer request, and that's from Susie. Um, we're going to be praying for healing and restoration for Susie's marriage. Praying for Susie. We love you, Susie. And we have an awesome praise report for Didi. Her biopsy came back good. So thank you, Jesus. I appreciate that, Father. We love you. <laughs> the order of the call is as follows. The prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sonia. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sonia. Declaration will be brought by Dion. And then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. The scripture for today is Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now, oh, I have one more thing. Happy birthday, Diane. <laughs> I now pass the call to Sonia. Have a blessed day. Um, good morning, Father. Um, I come to you just, just as I am this morning, and I just want to say thank you for all that you have done this morning, Lord. Um, I can't do nothing but thank you right now for what you have done and, and all that you are doing right now. Psalm 34 and 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continue to be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast in the Lord, and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. Father, as I humbly but boldly approach thy throne of grace, Lord God, I surrender myself before thee right now, Lord God, with all that I am, Lord God, and give it to you, Lord God. And as I humbly but boldly come before thee, Lord God, I just say, I love you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that as I step before thee, Lord God, I step before thee. Thank you, Lord God, for the praise report that we have all heard right now about my sister Didi. I thank you for your healing. I thank you for the joy that's in her heart. I thank you, Lord God, for the, the blood that's pumping through her body, Lord God. I thank you for the covering that you have given her, Lord God. I thank you for those that are around her, Lord God, that keep her, Lord God, steadfast, unmovable, abounding in you, Lord God. I thank you for the lives that she touches, Lord God. I thank you for this line that keeps her going, Lord God. I just thank you for all the things that you are doing right now, this day, my Heavenly Father. Lord God, again, and I thank you for Susie, Lord God, that she has boldly but humbly come before your grace, your throne of grace, Lord God. And as you have let down your, your you, just, you just let down everything for her, Lord God. And she opened up her mouth, Lord God, and just asked for prayer, Lord God. But not only that, Lord God, in love, Lord God, she asked for healing and restoration right now, my Heavenly Father. She asked for the restoration of her marriage, but Lord God, but most of all, Lord God, she loves you with all her being, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. She comes, she's, she's just who she is, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. So I ask this all in your son Jesus' name, that you keep her covered, my Heavenly Father, that the blood that continues speaks on her behalf, Lord God, 
that everything she does, Lord God, is in remembrance of you, Lord God. And as she does it, Lord God, that you're going to do it. You've already done it, my Heavenly Father. And so as she lifts up her hands, my Heavenly Father, as she lifts up her heart, Lord God, that you've done it, my Heavenly Father. Lord God, I just thank you, Lord God, that we praise you with your whole heart, Lord God. And as she comes back, Lord God, with a praise report that in all things is done great and small, my Heavenly Father. So as we proceed, Lord God, and we continue to listen to your voice, my Heavenly Father, just as you got in the boat, my Heavenly Father, and you sit in the boat, Lord God, and we, we let down our sail. And as we let down our sail, that means we are surrendering everything unto you, Lord God. We're surrendering those little things, and not just the little things, Lord God. We're surrendering the big things in our lives, Lord God, the things that we don't think that you know about, our troubles of our hearts, the troubles in our houses, the troubles on our jobs, my Heavenly Father. We surrender those things right now and exchange it for the things that you want to give to us, Lord God, so that we will take them, Lord God, and learn more of you, my Heavenly Father. We thank you, Lord God, because what you're going to do, Lord God, you're going to make them better, my Heavenly Father. We thank you because your joy, your peace, your comfort, Lord God, are the greatest things of all, my Heavenly Father. Just as Jacob did the same thing with Esau, he knew when he left, it was going to be greater, my Heavenly Father. So we know that illogical faith to surrender is the greatest thing, my Heavenly Father. So as we let down our sail, Lord God, and that you are the rudder of our life, Lord God, and we cross to the other side, we know greater is better in you, my Heavenly Father. The greater love that you have for us is going to be done. So on this day, as we, Lord God, as we fast, Lord God, we thank you for speaking in our hearing. We thank you for the voice that you're going to speak in our hearing, Lord God. We thank you for the love that you're going to give us, Lord God. We thank you for the joy. We thank you for the song, Lord God. So as we praise you with our whole heart this day, Lord God, as we thank you for the things that's going to take place today, my Heavenly Father, we thank you as we open up our mouths. We take our phones off of mute, Lord God. Let the blood of the Lamb, Lord God, speak, Lord God, in the earth, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. Take your phones off of you, yes, Father. Lord God, yes, Lord. because we are going to declare this day that the earth is the Lord and the Father, we Thank you. 
and we've been having some amazing discussions, um, some uh, definitely some life-altering conversations, some uncomfortable moments. Those are my favorite because they push us and they pull us. Again, it's Wednesday. It's the day that we have corporately decided to set aside for anyone that dares to join us on a consistent base. I assure you that it will benefit you in mind, body, and spirit during the course of this journey uh, toward operating 100% optimally in and on purpose. And so we extend the invitation to you to join us every Wednesday um, from 6 to 5 p.m. where we just meet back here for a brief few minutes crack a few jokes, give a testimony or two, um, laugh and fellowship with one another. Um, how many of you know that community is everything? Having a support system or circle is always beneficial to any believer um, for accountability purposes. But more than anything, there are lots and lots of people who live life in complete and utter isolation. I am so grateful that the culture here is not only transparent, but is safe space. It's safe space and so many relationships have been birthed as a result of it that have, well, I mean, you know, DV may have been the connecting point, but the relationships that um, I love watching even on social media when you guys have your own personal meetups and greet ups. It's just good uh, to have people around you. We are talking about surrender. And right before I begin, um, just because I am almost positive that I'm going to make people uncomfortable today, as I will probably challenge your theology, um, perhaps some of the doctrinal belief systems that have been set in place uh, may be uh, pressed or pushed into uncomfortable terrain. And I'll, I'll say emphatically this morning, take it up with the Holy Spirit, take it up with Jesus, because all I can do is do and be who and what I am called to be by divine assignment and appointment. I am just the messenger. Amen. <laughs> so that was that was your uh your precursor and your warning this morning before I began to share. And right before I do that, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you in advance for being the author and the finisher of our faith. I thank you for our assignment of being predestined from the very set foundation of the earth, from eternity's beginning, <laughs> and considering eternity has no end. Mute your phone for us. God, we thank you that your truth carries out throughout from generation to generation and that you will always prevail. Let the spirit of truth be present. Hallelujah. God, allow our hearts and our minds to be expanded. Give us the capacity 
uh, to not only hear, but to have a heart of understanding. I pray according to Psalms 1, 19, 130, God, your word declares that the entrance of your word gives light and adds understanding. I pray that understanding and revelation take place on this morning as you expand your people, uh, as the word is expounded upon. I pray that our lives uh, are not only written epistles for future generations, God, but I pray that the victory that we are to live from is experienced on a broader scale. I thank you, Father, that every need is met spiritually, emotionally, mentally, financially, and physically according to the truth of what's written of us in your word. God, give us a heart of agreement. Help us to be malleable in the hand of the potter. I thank you that in your right hand is strength and honor. I thank you, Father, that the word is Jesus. And as you walk among us, Father, our lives became illuminated with your glory. God, help us to be reminded that we are glory carriers, that our lives are just being revealed the more as we submit and surrender our hearts to the Spirit. We thank you this morning that we can depend on you uh, to make us again another uh, a vessel in the potter's hand. We love you this morning. We thank you in advance. God, but more importantly, we will never give reverence to anything above your great name, Jesus. Amen. And God, we thank you. Um, I am super grateful as God begins to expand me, as he begins to transition me um, in, in areas that I don't necessarily know that I needed expansion in, uh, but isn't it good to know that he will always give us every single thing that we need above and beyond our expectation and that our journey is ever-changing, primarily by being transformed by the renewing of our mind. The word declares that he who seeks me will find me. It is our responsibility as believers to chase hard and fast after the truth to all generations that is being spoken in the heavens of us. It is important that we understand and know that it is God's desire that not only we understand him, but that our relationship with him is so solid. Uh, our relationship with him is so concrete that we begin to reflect him in such a way that every place our foot tries, that somebody knows upon entrance who you represent. Truth is, in many cases, uh, depending on uh, what your relationship has been, what your doctrinal background has been, what your teaching and or support system has been in times past, you generally reflect your mentors, your teachers, your leaders. And I don't know about you all, but unfortunately for me, for many years, um, I spent time in spaces and places where as well-meaning as perhaps it may have been, I didn't always get the right information, didn't always get the right information, wasn't necessarily equipped for the long haul, wasn't necessarily equipped for the pilgrimage or the journey on which we have been discipled uh, to walk out in the face of the earth. 
and in some cases, it requires some unlearning, right? I had to unlearn a lot of things, things that did not serve me, things that were historically appropriate, things that were uh, in times past based on the limited knowledge or the non-liturgical practices that took place just because of ignorance. Right, and I'm not saying stupidity, I'm I'm saying ignorance, the lack of knowledge, the lack of understanding. The word declares that men perish for lack of knowledge. It is up to you um, to actually do the work of not only unlearning, but learning that which is necessary for you to fulfill your purpose in the earth. If I were to tag this or key my surrender share today. It would be um, surrendering to uh, the inner man, right? Um, surrendered ideas to pursue the spirit. It is it is our responsibility to build up ourselves in the most holy of faith. Now we we know that technically, if you want strength in your natural body, you will have to do several different things. The first thing you'll have to do is uh, perhaps review and change your diet. So what you intake, and according to fitness gurus all over the world, they'll tell you 80% of transitioning from a massive amount of body fat to more lean, uh, uh, sustainable weight is based on what you consume. So we know that sugary foods, fatty foods, uh, things that do not consist of high protein or, or heavy carbs, they don't suit a body that is desiring to lean out. We also know that there is some strenuous, there's some tension that has to happen in the body, in the muscular uh, area. You have to do things that build up your resistance, build up your core, build up your strength, uh, and, and that only happens by lifting weight, right, by lifting weight. We have to do certain amounts of reps. We have to have a certain amount of time allotted to make sure that the physical body stays fit. So it is in the spirit. There are certain things that as you start to lean in and uh, chase hard and fast after the master, your diet has to change. Get this. As you change your diet, and, and, and no different than it is in the natural, the less sugary foods you eat and or consume, the less sugary foods you crave or desire. Something begins to shift in your mind. And the, the wonderful thing is when you start to see results, it kind of gives you a, a jolt or a burst of energy, uh, of energy. So it is in the spirit. When you change your diet and you start to pursue the things of the spirit, that heavy burden of carnality, living from a place of your flesh, your humanity, your soulish nature, the mind, the will, and the emotions, you start to uh, think objectively from a spiritual point of view. What I've discovered during the course of my journey is the more uh, I hunger and thirst for righteousness, uh, the more I am filled. It's no different than when you are changing your physical regimen. The more uh, you change your diet, the less your body can withstand the things that it used to in times past. 
so it is in the spirit. When we are surrendering our spirit man to the truth of who God already declared we are from the set foundation of the earth, from eternity to eternity, we understand that there are some things that were predestined for us. There are some things that were already allotted in the spirit that all we are doing in the natural is catching up with what was. And you may or may not agree, doesn't have anything to do with me. It's just the word. Uh, before I go into a whole bunch of in-depth detail, you can, if you want, you can turn with me to John 4, 23 through 28. What I've discovered during the course of this journey. It's no different than a natural relationship. Trying to communicate with someone you don't know um, is, is not always the easiest thing to do. There, there are phases and stages of getting to know, and initially the person meets your representative. Initially they meet who you pose to be. Initially they meet uh, uh somebody that you feel like is upright and uh, can be considered uh, of high statute or standard based upon where you come from. But the goal over time building a relationship is to know the person, right? To know the person. I, I don't uh, believe Tanya Nadine is Tanya Nadine. I know Tanya Nadine inside out. I can tell you her responses before I ask a question. That took time. That took um, transparency. That took a level of intimacy in relationship emotionally where we both had the ability to be vulnerable. I can finish her sentences more often than not. I want to give you the definition, and we'll go back to the scripture in just a moment, but to believe believe according to Webster Marion Dictionary says to consider to be true or honest, to hold as an opinion, to suppose, that's what believe means, but to know. To know is to have an understanding of or to recognize the nature of. How about this? Webster's Dictionary even says to discern, right? During the course of this journey, when we are seeking the mind of Christ, right, it's important in the life of a believer that you want to know what God is thinking. What is God saying? What is God impressing upon you? What are you discerning? You can't do that from an intellectual standpoint. Most times, all you end up doing is reasoning based on your natural logic, right? God himself, when you know him, will teach you things that your intellect will never grasp only based on revelation. Some things have to be revealed to your heart. Some things, and that's, again, there there are certain things Tanya would never have to tell me. It was revealed to me as we spent time together. There are some things, Sabrina, if she got an attitude, she don't never have to say she has an attitude. I know her. I don't believe 
her. I don't I don't just believe in who she is. I know her. I know her patterns. I know her habits. If she got an attitude, honey, listen. Everybody in the room know it. Right? And it's and I'm I'm special, so I laugh at her because I know her. Right? Um it is really important that as a believer you understand prayer is key. However, time in his presence is essential so that you can know him. We're talking about surrender here. When we talk about surrender in its entirety, devoting time to prayer, um, it, it, prayer while it produces power will not give you the revelation of who God is. Hear me. What gives revelation of who God is is his word. His word being Jesus in the flesh means that you spend time getting to know him, his character, his nature, his heart, his mind, and his will for your life in his presence. And sometimes that, that doesn't mean that there are words involved. Sometimes that means um, really relocating and, and understanding the difference between realms. And I know that there are babies on the line. Listen, I need you to understand that if he allowed me to release this word, it's because he has a supernatural increase or impartation in this moment. So let, let's go to the word so I don't get too far ahead of myself. We're going to John 4, 23 through 28. Again, John 4, 23 through 28. But a time is coming and is already here where the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit from the heart. Listen the inner self, and in truth. For the Father seeks such people to be his worshipers. God is spirit, the source of light, yet invisible to mankind. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Now, if you're anything like me, you can go back and read that scripture. I didn't I didn't just pull that out of the sky. Um, that is the word of God. For they that worship him must worship him how? Not with your intellect, not with your religion, not with your doctrine, not with your ideas or <laughs> your theories or theology. God is a spirit, right? And when, when you understand that we are made up of three things, our spirit, our soul, and our body, not to mention that we have mind, will, emotions that operate in our natural, the key is to move out of our natural thinking, and I'm not saying our logical thinking, as illogical as faith is. There is a level that you get to in the spirit where some things just click and make sense. It is the, the time that you spend trying to rationalize or reason the things that make no earthly sense. If we are kingdom citizens, our responsibility is to know what the kingdom says about us. 
We live in the earth realm, but we should occupy the spirit realm. It means that we ought to have a spiritual connotation that keeps us consistently present that Jesus is always present with us. That only happens through the word of God. So you can come to, to this call every day, and we got a lot of words, but the word, which is Jesus, is literally what takes you from a common understanding of church. We're not talking about church. We are talking about knowing Jesus. We are talking about a relational understanding that moves you from complaining, whining, um, being depressed, being full of anxiety and fear. You got to remember, if, if God is a spirit, can you imagine depression in heaven? Can, can you even wrap your mind around that being a possibility? I can't, I can't imagine that. I don't, I don't believe uh, that, that there is anything imperfect in the spirit. If the goal is that they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth, it means that we can't do anything according to the word of God that defies what's already said of us, right? Now, now you can. The more you live in this natural world, the more you predicate and base everyday experiences on what you deal with in the physical, it's easy to get caught up in what you see. But the more you spend time with God, the more you build and develop relationships, the more you get to a knowing place, the more you move from God, I believe you, that has a question mark at the end, the more certain you become, I know him. Knowing people is based on experiential circumstances. It happens that as time goes on, you move from guesswork to certainty. Of this one thing, I am certain, right? There's a certainty that comes with knowing Jesus as opposed to well, yeah, I believe in Jesus. Well, demons believe in Jesus. <laughs> and in fact, they know his ways. They know his nature. They know his character. Learning how to surrender to the spirit, and, and I'm just going to say this, some of the things that I've gone through, I say this all the time, and I still, I don't have it perfect. I don't have it down to a science. I'm not telling you I am every percent right. Do your own research. You read your own word. You get to know him for yourself and let him reveal himself to you how he pleases. Today I can say this. Things that literally used to turn me upside down, I don't even flinch anymore. I didn't even realize when things changed if that makes sense. I, I didn't even notice the change until I noticed the change, right? When we seek the mind of Christ for our life, um, it, it is important that you understand that the more teachable you are. See, some of us have these ideas and ideologies that have been hammered into us, and in sorts, and, and you can agree or disagree, in many cases, we've been brainwashed based on 
religious perspectives and traditionalism and legalism. And I get it. I get it. I was one of them. <laughs> it was me. It, it was, is, is it our Lord? Right? While, while prayer is the pillar of, number one, tearing down altars that we've erected. Some of us believe in our uh, denomination more than we believe in the truth of who God is, surrendering our will, our thoughts, our natural nature to the things of the spirit so that we can, quote, unquote, be like Jesus. That's the goal, right? Again, getting to a place where that understanding requires requires relationship. If you read the Bible like it's a novel or a storybook, revelation is not coming. I need you to understand that when we read the word of God, we are reading the life of Jesus. It's not just a book. And that revelation happens when you study 2 Timothy 2.15 to show thyself approved, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. It is our responsibility to be before God, to ask him the right questions. That means that you have to surrender some of your time some of your Netflix and chill time, some of your uh, uh, just on absolutely nothing time, some of your Facebook and Instagram time. When you really want to know who he is, sometimes you'll find yourself just in quiet places, right? Uh, the Bible isn't uh, what gives life. Jesus does. And, I'm, and And listen to me. I'm not discrediting the Bible, so I don't want anybody to take that and run with it. I need you to get that it's not just the Bible. It is the, the fact that the Bible itself is the written word of God. Jesus is him alive, the word of God, right? And again, when you read it from a, a religious or a legalistic perspective, chances are your focus keeps you in a place of legislating from law and traditionalism. I get it. But this is what I want to ask you. How is that working for you? How, how's that, how is that helping you? You got a little bit more peace, a little bit more joy, I think, playing out the way that you felt like they would. And listen, it doesn't always play out the way you think it does. But what you do notice is as you surrender to the spirit, right, which is our ultimate goal, I can't even really explain to what degree. Um, I can't explain to what measure my peace lies today. Right? The reality is head knowledge without a revelation will always lead to self-inflicted bondage. You can intellectualize the word. You can use history books and all of that good stuff. But if you don't spend time submitting your spirit, surrendering your spirit to who God says you are, to dismantling the ideas that from your place of carnality, from your soulish nature, you had an idea, an objective, an agenda that sometimes doesn't pan out how you think it should. It leads to a place of disappointment, frustration, anxiety, fear, chronic complaining, um, uh, desperate sadness, deep loneliness. There are things that when you start to, for real, 
move out of that carnal state, everything starts to change. Some things you don't understand even right now because you operate from a place of natural existing. We are spirit first, always, right? We ask God for wisdom, right? We ask God for knowledge. We ask him for an understanding. They're not the same thing. The side effect of wisdom is the application of knowledge, right? We, we have to be in a place where there is a spirit of wisdom. There is a spirit of understanding. All of those things are occupied, not from natural spaces, right? Second Timothy 1 and 7 says, for God gave us a spirit. Listen, this is a familiar passage. Not of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind or self-control, right? All of us have the ability to make active decisions, to thrive, even in places um, where it would look like you shouldn't. You have to know what the word of God says about who you are. It is our individual responsibility um, to operate from a place of the spirit based on what we know, understand, have been given wisdom for, and have the knowledge to apply. Again, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Some of the systems that we have been taught that are no longer useful for our now, we have to identify and unlearn. The only way you do that, now faith, comes by what? Hearing. Hearing by what? The word of God. The word of God. The revelation of who he is. The understanding of his original intent for your life that comes from surrendering to the process from not trying to overcompensate or to employ your own vices to get to where you think you want to be. What happens when we acquiesce in the spirit is because our steps are already ordered based on the truth that we are predestined, based on the truth of Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you and to give you an expected end. That's not my opinion. That's what he speaks of you. According to Psalms 139, 13 through 16, I knew you in your unformed state. All the days of you were written in my books before you lived one day, which means that every single thing that happened had to happen. The revelation that eventually I pray we all get to is that nothing is coincidental, that the steps of a good man, according to Matthew, uh, are ordered by God, which means that we're being dispatched into uh, different locations. Some things you get from the spirit realm, some things you occupy in the natural. The word says occupy until I come. The question is, what are you occupying? Religion, tradition, doctrine, or the spirit, the, the location, of the coordinates that God has designed just for you? One of the things I think we are often faced with is really trying to figure out not just what God is doing for an understanding, but what God is doing to see if we agree. Let me see if that line up with my plans. <laughs> 
let me see if that, that goes with my agenda for my life. Not necessarily knowing what it looks like for real. Um, and, and many years ago, I think it might have been 2006, the Lord told me to free fall. Well, if you know anything about free falling, it's a term used by pilots and or uh, aviation systems, those that, that literally either jump out of planes or have to, at times, allow their plane to free fall based upon the altitude and the climate, based upon weather. Sometimes you got to literally, in small planes, shut your engine down and let your plane glide to where it's supposed to be to keep you the safest. It is our responsibility to be so connected in the spirit that when the Lord tells you uh, on a basic journey to turn left, even though uh, what, what you thought you were doing was going straight ahead, see, when you start to discern the mind of God, when you start to spend time in, in different realms and for real take your prayer to a place where you're not occupying this natural dominion, this natural habitat. And I know that's a lot, especially for those that are young, but I'm, I need you to understand that there's more that there's greater, that there's a higher idea or understanding of transitioning out of being carnal. If you still struggle to death with your sexuality and uh, habits and routines, there are certain things I'm telling you that the closer you get to being aligned with what is already said of you, some things don't even enter your mind anymore. And I'm not saying they don't ever. All I'm saying is it becomes less and less and less. The, the less you feed your natural desires, the more you feed the desires of the spirit, the desires of the kingdom, the desires that he puts in your heart to feel, it changes how you see everything. The little things that used to make you depressed or, honey, want to kill yourself or uh, perhaps you, you are abusing pills or maybe you abusing your body physically, sexually, whatever kind of way, I'm telling you, the word of God transforms your heart. The revelation of God transforms your understanding. Once your understanding is transitioned out of that carnal space, that carnal place, some things just don't matter anymore. And it is a, a different um, a different level of peace, a different level of identity. And the more you start to lean into that and chase after the things of the spirit as opposed to, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I believe everybody should have nice things. I believe everybody should have quality things. But what happens is when you pursue the spirit, those things get added unto you, according to Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. It's not my idea. It is the truth of the word of God. The more of the revelation of the word of God that you get into your heart, the more your spirit begins to get purified. The more your spirit begins to get purified, the more your flesh is subdued. The more your flesh is subdued, the more surrendered you are for the use of the Father, which is all that we're here for. Every single day of our existence, Every single day of our existence is lived out according to what's written of you. Even if you've made your way difficult, it was written. 
The question is, how long do you stay in difficult places when there's a place of freedom that the only thing you have to do is surrender? That's all. Literally. All you got to do is be like, okay, Jesus. All right. I, I don't know. Obviously, I, I, I suck at this. That, that was my statement. Like, it, it wasn't a whole bunch of deep prayer. Listen, listen, listen. I, I don't do this too well. I need some help. I'm going to need your assistance. I'm going to need you to teach me how to do this thing. You're going to have to teach me how to trust you. You're going to have to teach me how to know you. You have to learn how God speaks to you specifically. How he deals with me is probably not how he deals with you. That comes from relationship. That comes from instruction. And he gives us. Keeping in mind, forget not thy benefits. There are benefits to walking and operating in the spirit. There are things that happen that can only happen when you get to a place where you submit and surrender your spirit to the truth of who he says you are above your ideas of your identity. When you recognize that you are a son of God, which is a position, it's a place, it's a location, it's a proximity, it means that there's an authoritative stance that you have by doing nothing other than being born. God went inside, literally, of himself and chose to love you. It was his decision. When we understand that he decided to love us and he knew that we would have a difficult time getting to the place of knowing him as opposed to being acquainted with him based on church, based on rules, based on religion, based on tradition, he's not interested in that. He's interested in you knowing him, his nature, his will for your life from eternity. And so that that being said, listen, I, I could go on. I could talk about this till he gets here, but I'm, I'm sure that I'll have some questions. Um, I'm going to stop right there. Um, I'm going to prepare for us to say good morning. And, and I want you to I want you to think about what I just said. And there are certain things and certain steps that we'll take, and we'll talk about it during the love, life, and victory portion of the call, is how do you get to a place of walking and moving and operating from the spirit? What does that look like? Because it's a process, and especially for those of us that are new to the faith, that are just coming in, or maybe you've been away from church for a little bit. Uh, this is not church. This is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about relationship with the Father. That's it. That being said, there may be somebody who joined the call a little late. You didn't get to say good morning. Go ahead. Good morning, Miss Denise. Hey, good morning. Good morning, it's Tracy. Good morning. Hey, Tracy. Good morning. Good morning, Miss Good morning. Hey, great morning. Good morning, Miss Georgia. Hey, Georgia girl. Good morning. Good morning, good morning everyone. Hey, Al, good morning. Who else? Good morning. This is Kim. Hey, Kim, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Monica. Hey, Monica. Hey, Denise. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Drew. Good morning. Good morning. Yo, yo, good morning, yo. Brother e. Hey, Brother E. Good morning. Well, good morning, Miss Krishonda. Good morning. Bless you, babe. Good morning. This is Prosperous Pam. 
Hey, Prosperous. Good morning. Good morning. It's Miss B. Hey, Miss B. Good morning. It's the Lord Barb. God bless. Hey, beloved. Good morning. And who else was that? I'm sorry. Swanita. Hey, Swanita. Good morning, sis. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Persistent. And who else? This is Mary. Good morning. Hey, Mary. Good morning. And who else was that? Good morning. This is Shirley. Hey, Shirley. Good morning. Hey, good morning. This is Hey, Dion. Hey, Christina. And then I think I heard Kedra. Well, who else was that? Yep. I thought so. Good morning. Great morning. God morning, family. It's magnificent. Hey, magnificent. Great morning. Hey, D. Shell. Hey, Shell. Morning. Hey, D. Gloria. Hey, Flo. Good morning. Good morning, Hey, good morning. Peace and love. Peace and hi, Nay. <laughs> Anybody Good morning, else? Dion. It's me, Mary. Hi, me, Mary. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Hey, guys. Hi, Sid. <laughs> Anybody else? Mona Diamond in the back. I'm Rooftop. Morning, love bug. Amen. Um, we're going to walk right into um, the love, life, and victory conversation. Right before I do that, I want to give you this scripture because I, I, I don't want y'all to think I'm just making this up. I, I, I want more than anything for you to be empowered in such a way that for real, every place you go, they see you. And I'm not saying see you, see you, like in the natural, but they know that there's something that is not regular, there's something, not average, but there's something down on the inside of you that has the power literally to shift an atmosphere everywhere you go. Galatians 5, 16, super familiar passage of scripture. So I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. That means you start killing carnality off left and right. When you are empowered in the spirit, it changes how you view everything. Some things just go over the audience. I missed that. I didn't even know that happened. Oh, all right, whatever. And it's this place of peace that for real, in real life, and again, I've not perfected it, but I absolutely know the difference. I can see the difference in my responses. I can see the difference. In walking in atmospheres, I can see the difference. I can see Jesus present in my life, right? And that's a journey. That's not something that happens overnight. Anybody have any questions, comments, commentary? Anyone? Yes, Dion. This is Barbara. Your crybaby. Come on Um, and cry for us this morning and bless us. (laughs) You said the word of God forms your heart. 
But then right after that, you said something else transforms your understanding, and I missed that. So, and I, so the, the, wor- the word of God, it doesn't just transform your heart. It transforms everything, period. Keeping in mind that the word of God is Jesus. Okay. Every, the, the only thing that, that changes our understanding is information, knowledge, right? We need the knowledge to operate in wisdom. You okay. can't employ something you don't know. That's why it's important that while we have a prayer life, that's great. Until you are able to, and this is a little bit, uh, a little bit more technical, until you're able to shift realms when you pray, <laughs> and it happens, you, you, you develop a real prayer life. I lose time sometimes in prayer. Be like, whoop, I thought I was here for 10 minutes and two hours beating past, right? There are, there are certain things that happen in prayer that edify you, right? While we have our petitions, our supplications, there are differences in prayer. But when you read the word of God and apply it, not reading it as a novel, but reading it as a life, as his spirit, right? Right, the word of God is sharp and it cuts asunder. Right, it is our responsibility to have the word of God in us. It's it's our responsibility to to know the word of God. That transforms our understanding. It really, really does. When you know what the word says about you, nobody can tell you a lie. That's why it says by the spirit and truth. Truth is the word of God. Truth is technically a person. Truth is Jesus, <laughs> the spirit of truth. Does that make sense? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Good morning, Dion. This is me. Good morning, Denise. All right. So uh, I really liked how you said um, reading the Bible is not about religion or doctrine. It's about truly knowing the Lord Jesus. And I agree totally. And it's like some of us, you know, get so stuck and caught up in religion, go to church, sing high praises to God. But it's like, do we really know him? You know, do we really have a relationship with him and not walking in carnality and worshiping in him in spirit and in truth? And that really, you know, got my attention. And that just, that's amazing to me. And it's like me at a young age, I constantly am seeking God, seeking a relationship, you know, just seeking you know, strong foundation, you know, and I really thank you for this word. Amen. God be praised. Amen. It, it's super, super important that your seek is strong. Yes. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Yes. Good morning, uh, Leon. This is Al again. You know, it's, hey, it's powerfully uh, thought about the reading the word of God because I know for myself, it really is a renewing of the spirit. It's building my relationship. It takes me to another place where I have never been every day. So every day I'm growing into a new place. It's a it's a relationship, you know. It's like it becomes a part of you. And you're absolutely right. You cannot read the word of God like you're reading a regular book because you'll miss the whole point. You'll miss all the values of it. You'll miss. But when you allow the Holy Spirit to come in and allow it to do its work, amazing things come about. You see things in yourself that you never saw before because that's the Holy Spirit. I absolutely agree with you, Brother Al. Yeah, I agree with you 110%. Hey, D.S.L., you said, said, said so much. Um, 
But when I look at surrendering, humility becomes a real thing. It don't. It's not just, you know, for a seek and show. It becomes a real thing, and you feel that thing. Um, so that was huge how um, I could just, a lot of things I feel like it's easy, you know, and it's not, but it is. But r- r- some things that you wouldn't think would be easy is going to be hard. The simple things for me is hard. Um, mm-hmm. So you said so much, but in the midst of saying all of that, surrendering all requires for me just to let go of every single thing. Doesn't matter what it looks like. Doesn't matter how I think it should turn out. But just letting go and letting God be who I know He is, and allowing Him to do what He do. He created it. He made it. He said it was so. It's already predestined. Let it go. So you said so much. You woke me up again today. I love you. I love you too. Love you too. Amen. Anybody else? Hey, good morning. Can you hear me, sis? I can. Thank you so much. I love you to life. And um, this surrender, real quick, as you already know, (laughs) thank you for helping me grow up spiritually with this last ordeal. And it's so, a lot of people don't know the trauma that went with my procedure. I don't want to make it a big deal, but it really was emotionally. But when I let Holy Spirit take over the whole process from the anxiety so it wouldn't turn into worry because it is what it is. And I and when you you really helped me like never before because in the past when I tell you a whole slide down a wall and medicated all that, no, just in the waiting for the results. But I'm gonna tell you, to really go to that place that you talked about in prayer. That's what I've had to do, not in just this, but and everything else, dealing with grown kids, y'all know, just the whole, it's so much going on in this world, but to stay in that place of peace is to surrender everything to him, even the stuff that, you know, it looks like um, it's not going to work. It, it it does, even, <clears throat> excuse me, because what last minute changing of surgeons and all that, and when you've had a near-death experience, it freaks you out, but I had a peace about that. Of course, I had to share with my graces, but after I really sat and the Holy Spirit said, you just, I got you. Don't worry. And I I just, it, this whole experience was different. Um, so even as the doctor reached out yesterday, because they had, they had told me I wouldn't, I wouldn't hear anything to the 16th. So when I got the word, initially I got nervous. I was like, oh Lord, but I'm just so grateful that I learned to yield and to surrender and to really just give God's word back to him and not let the worry take over because it is what it is. But I really wanted to just say thank you for just how you um, you pour into me so that I'm able to stand because I know I got work to do. That's why I had to um, just surrender and I get surrender more so than ever before. So I just want to tell you, love you and thank you for who you are. Love you more, darling. Love you more. Amen. Anybody hey, else? Dion. Hey, good morning. Um, good morning. I love how you um you describe the difference between knowing and believing because that's what determines if you will surrender willingly or not, right? So when you know him, you don't you don't have to question his motive you don't have to question why he's doing this you get to a point where you're like okay all right and you just throw your hands up right so um 
but like you said, it's a journey, and it's something I'm still going through, something I'm still going on. But I just thank God for his grace to allow me to go through it with so many people that helped me along my way. So thank you so, so much for your decoration. That's awesome. Amen. Amen. Love you, babe. Good morning. Hey, good morning. This is Denise from Pear Street. And I just wanted to say. Hi. Oh, my God. Denise. Denise. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. It's Tanya. Oh, okay. I'm a mute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just wanted to say that our meeting on Saturday was not happenstance. And this is definitely a surrendering season in my life. And I am so thankful that um, I found you all. Thank you. Hey, man. Well, welcome. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I'm sorry, Didi. Can I be rude? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just, my heart is just, I'm rude. <laughs> I oh, am no, leaving. So, 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 Denise, you didn't find us. We were led to each other. Uh, it mm-hmm. probably sounds like the same thing to other people, but you guys, can I just tell this quick, quick thing? Because of a surrendered life, we had plans. We had a business meeting on on Saturday. You know, we we Proverbs 31 women. We ain't got no husbands, but we Proverbs 31. Anyway, we had a business meeting, and, and, and we had originally, I, I made reservations for a place because of the crowds, blah, 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 blah. And at the last minute, Dion said, hey, let's go to this other place because it will be better for us logistically. And so um, Sabrina, however, she didn't get the text, and she ended up at the original place. But everything was just like, oh, okay, that's fine. Nobody got bent out of shape. Here's the point. As we're, if you ever go to lunch or a meal or a public place with Dion, you, you, better, you better be prepared. Because she gonna, I guarantee you, she gonna end up being led to somebody to pray for him, to touch him, something, right? And so she found this one couple, and I was like, okay, Sabrina, here we go. You know, we're used to it now. But here's the thing: we're leaving the restaurant. I literally walk out, and Sabrina comes and gets me and tells me to come back. And as soon as I get to the table, there's this beautiful woman there eyes full of tears, and I'm like, oh, Lord, are we going to tear the whole restaurant up? But it was such a beautiful experience. I didn't care um, who was looking at us. We grabbed hands around that table. We had prayer, and Denise is here. Denise, I'm so excited about this leg of the journey, as uncomfortable as it might be. I, just your obedience and your surrender in being here. And so the surrendered life, had we not been in a surrendered moment, we would have missed, somebody else would have come along to help Denise at some other point, um, but it was a very, very appropriate. Um, so we, we are literally living what we've been talking about this month. I, thank you for letting me um, be rude and just butt in. You, you, weren't, you weren't rude, sissy. You said bye, you silly. Um, I, I just want to say this. Um, when when I talk about the difference between believing and knowing, this is like a new understanding that I have. The Lord has just, I've been in study and download mode for a minute. But there are certain things based on the relationship that I have with the Father. There is a knowing that I have. Keep in mind, our reservation for one restaurant was at 2 o'clock 
I got to Pear Street at 1.30 <laughs> and was sitting there probably for about 45 minutes, an hour by myself, waiting on, maybe it wasn't that long, however long, waiting for Tanya, and then we had to wait for Bree to get off work. We were there until almost 5 o'clock. I didn't care about the time. I go every place that I go knowing that I'm sent wherever it is with the expectation because our responsibility is to walk in the spirit, to know the voice of God when I'm given an instruction, right? That only happens in relationship. That only happens with having the word of God in you. And again, I say this all the time. I've, I'm, I ain't perfected nothing. This is an ongoing learning process. It's a journey, but I know when God says move. I know when God says stop. I know when God says turn around. It means that you have to be approachable. It means that you have to be pliable. It means that if the plan changes, you follow the plan. You don't. You follow the plan that's given. It means that sometimes your agenda is interrupted for God's assignment, and you have to know the difference. The religion doesn't teach you how to hear the voice of God. Religion doesn't teach you how to move when he says move. It gives you laws and regulations. I get that. But there are laws, principles, and precepts that are active in the earth that all you have to do is be tapped into the spirit, and every place your foot trod, you have dominion. Literally. That's all. Anybody else? Questions, comments, commentary? Nobody? Hey, Dion, no, no, this not. is Persistent. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Persistent. Um. I just want to say this, more commentary. I do have questions, but at the same time, um, my prayer last night, I remember asking the Lord, I just, I, I, I'm seeking, um, I want to graduate. I'm seeking um, a new level um, in my relationship with you in my understanding of the kingdom principles and and as you say precepts and laws. Um, I love that what you said because I feel like kingdom just once again, which happens a lot on this prayer call just came down and just settled and that as you at toward the end when you said, I would love to, I could talk about this all day. I would love to. I had a vision just drop in my head and I saw you in a, like an amphitheater <laughs> with a whole lot of people. And I don't even really know what you look like, but I know it was you. And you were doing just what you said, teaching. I say all this to say that it's definitely... Um, I don't know, I just feel like there's a um an invite for those who uh who've heard and, and want it and desire it um to step into it. And that's all it is. 
Mm-hmm. That, it's a decision, Priscilla. You could settle for religion if that's good. You know, just going to church on Sunday or, you know, Bible study on Wednesday or two, whatever day you're about. You could settle for that. You know, and there will be some partial gratification. I want the fullness. I want every single thing that he promised. I don't want half of it. I don't want a portion mm-hmm. of it. And if it means that I have to surrender my idea of what I thought life would be for his truth, listen, by all means, have it, Jesus. I'm I'm meager in contrast to your vastness. I my listen. Our our understanding in contrast to the truth of God's word, to the truth of who he says we are, is so finite. We don't even have the capacity to really grasp how great our life in measure is. You mm. you are not trash. You are not thrown away. Your mistakes don't disqualify you. Nothing that you've done changes the truth about what was said in eternity from the beginning, from from the set foundation of the earth, you were, period. All we are doing is living what he said. It's just up to you how you choose to live it. If you think about this, the children of Israel wandered for 40 years. Only if you made it out because they had the courage to change something. You could stick to your religion and your tradition if you feel like it, but it's a life of bondage. Why would you exchange bondage for freedom, freedom for bondage? I just want to be free on the type of level that for real exceeds my understanding and expectations. Blow my mind, Jesus, have at it. Do your thing. And I may not understand all the ins and outs and all the components. I didn't understand why I said, let's go to Pear Street. I like the little Mexican restaurant. (laughs) It's a nice little joint, actually. Food is great. The service is cool. (laughs) Right? But at the end of the day, I didn't think about why I thought about it. But I, I, I know if I don't know anything else, based upon knowing the relationship that I have with Sabrina and with Tanya, I, I know that there's going to be an intervening at some point on a connecting with people level. It's it's literally how God uses us as a as a unit in certain arenas. Everywhere, every time. I don't care if it's a, a restaurant, a nightclub, I don't care what it is. Something's going to happen. Something is popping off, I, I promise. And that comes from being surrendered outside of what I understand. I don't always understand. I just obey. Amen. Hey, Dion. Thank you, Priscilla. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Hey, well, Priscilla, were you done? I'm sorry. I didn't want to. Yeah, I'm done. Thanks. Oh, okay. So, you oh, know. Wait, wait, you guys, wait, sis, um, wait, oh, wait, 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 Priscilla, I received what you said. <laughs> and I, I received you. what you said. Okay. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Go ahead, sis. I think for me, um not not really uh, I, I heard something this week that really kinda it was like a man kind of a moment, you know, when you get something that just like hits you in the top of the head with the truth. 
um, that we can be so committed to religion that we overlook the word of God because our religion, our doctrine, which is man-made, says that we should, for example, I'm just going to throw something out there. We should only wear white or we should, it is a sin to wear a particular thing. A religion says that um, or whatever the case may be. Well, it's, it's wrong to usurp authority over people about rules that are made that are not, that are taken out of context from the word of God. Um, it, it, it reminds me of, y'all remember, don't answer me, but like if you think about stories that you've read about the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they were the lawmakers. They upheld the law to the degree that they killed Jesus. That, that's religion. But it was necessary. We needed Jesus to die, right? There had to be some components in place for that to happen. I, what, I'm, what I want us to see is, is that it is important. God shook us up, I believe. You know, during, the virus is not even over, right? We keep having these constraints and we're making a decision to do what we do because we're tired of it. And then there are some changes. But my, my point is, is that it's important for us. It's so important for us <clears throat> to, I'm not telling you to abandon your churches. I'm not telling you to be disrespectful or any of those things. That's, that's not what I'm saying. But if we are following, we have to be careful that we're not following things that the word of God does not back up. That, that's what other cults and things do. We have to know the word for ourselves, which is why we give every person that comes on here to give a share, they back it up. That's their reference point and give you the scriptures. Don't just let those scriptures go over your head. You may not know what to read that particular day. Well, if you don't, what, what you should study, perhaps start with the scriptures that are given out during a heart share just so that you better have a better understanding. This is my last point. You have a better understanding and you can own it. What do I mean by that? You begin to know the word for yourself. You don't just believe it. Dion said something to me this, uh, earlier today, uh, this week. Beliefs change. And they do. When I was a kid, I believed in the tooth fairy. But as I got older, that belief changed. But when you know something, I know that I have been filled with the Spirit of God. I know that I Speak in, according to Acts 2 and 4. I know nobody, nobody with their theory or their logic can undo what I know. I know God as a healer. Nobody, not just in my life, but in my children's life and in uh, Josiah's life, I mean, firsthand, I know that. I know how to ride a bicycle. I can't unlearn it. So, so when we move from just believing, believing is great. It's a great starting point. When we move from believing what the word said, believing that God is I am, to knowing no circumstance can change that belief. Okay, mute it.
<laughs> yeah, not, not, I don't care what you got to talk about, honey. If it does not agree with what I know, with what's written, the, the word says, write the law of the Lord on the tablets of your heart. There are certain scriptures that you will never be able to take away from me. Galatians 5, 23, honey, the fruit of the spirit. Learning how to walk in the fruit of the spirit and, and for real, allowing the word of God to permeate in your heart. That soulish nature, listen, it kills it. It kills it day by day by day. And it's a journey. It is not a sprint. It's not something that just happens overnight. It's a process, y'all. And so I don't want anybody to feel condemned about what you were taught. Again, well-meaning. I learned some things that are God-awful and not true, right? And then we erect altars in our heart, and then we have to go through the process of deconstructing all that stuff that, for real, people gave us in an effort to help. But in many cases, not only was it not helpful, in certain instances, it's been harmful. Bondage is not of God. He does not desire for you to be cloaked and covered and buried under religious principle and doctrinal ideas and ideologies. All he ever came to do was, was tear everything up. <laughs> That's what Jesus came to do. He, he came to tear up your religion. He came to tear up your doctrine. Honey, shut up. Quit reading the Bible. Just watch my life which is why I say don't read it like it's a novel or a book. It's his life. And it is our responsibility, right? It is our responsibility to find a place of freedom by seeking the truth of God's word. We don't, we don't judge people. We don't condemn people. We love people well. That's the goal. The goal is to love you into the truth. The goal, that's all he came to do. It's not to defend yesterday. It's, man, it is what it is. What you learned, that's no longer serving you. And you have to ask yourself these questions. How is that serving you? How are your relationships? Are your relationships thriving? What kind of fruit are you producing? How many people have come to know the knowledge of Christ, come to build relationship with Jesus based on encountering you? That's how you know you got a revelation. When every place you go, when... It, Hold on one second. When, when where you go and how you operate and how you move, for real, it ought to impact somebody's life so that they become thirsty. We are the salt of the earth, the light of the world, a city that cannot be hidden, right? And, and religion will teach you to hide what you believe. That's why I don't worry about what I believe. I base it on what I know. That's the truth. And the, they shall know the truth. And the, not, they shall believe the truth. Nope, that's not what it said. They shall know the truth, and the truth shall do what? Make them free. I know I'm free. There are areas that I'm sure I still need freedom in. However, there are certain things I know, and nothing and no one, not my mama, not my kids, not the pastor, that ain't real. That, nope, I don't believe that. That's not true. You have to know. Not just believe. Who was that? Was that Cat? Somebody was trying to speak. Go ahead. 
I'm sorry. This, uh, I wasn't trying to interrupt. This is Edra. Can you hear me okay? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So um, I like when you said about you can't read the Bible like a storybook because I did that. And then I got out of that and started just doing it at a routine. I had my alarm set and everything. But I continued to read it because it's like that hunger and thirst, that freedom, that liberty that I wanted. I was getting from there. So um, now when I read the Bible, you know, I, I, it, it jump, the, the words jump off my page. It's the only book that I could read, and it read me. So thank you just much. Thanks for the declaration. I love and thank God. Amen. Amen. Hey, Let's keep going. That's, that's all I got. Hey, go ahead. Hey, I was just going to say when you were talking about the rules and stuff, it just reminds me of, you know, how long I was a greeter at my church and just watching the young people coming in. And I remember one of the elders was fussing at some of the young men because they were coming in and they had hats on, baseball caps, and got the fussing and don't wear that hat in the sanctuary. And Pastor Noah was like, look, let them come. They're coming. That's not what, what's, what's a hat. But it's, it's that same thing with what you're talking about, what to wear and, you know, just the whole thing of the rules and what, what difference does it make? And I understand there's, you know, you ain't, that's disrespecting the sanctuary. How? Cause you have a base, you, at least you're coming and sometimes your hair, your hair might be busted, but I just think that we have to get out of that. And like you said, unlearn some stuff that was taught, not because they did, they taught what they were taught. And it's the same thing with some of, with, I, I listen to Armani and them sometimes and it's like, man, I ain't even tripping off of that because it's different to hear and to watch. So talking to talk and walking it out is what is the difference. I just wanted to share that. So thank you again, sis. Absolutely. I agree 100%. If you don't mind, can I have the scripture? Um, which is it one specific? No, I, I said I a whole bunch of scriptures. The, the original? The yeah, I didn't. Get, well, I don't. I don't remember them all offhand because some of them just came out of my heart. Um, the original scripture is um, John four twenty three through twenty eight. That was where the original teaching came from. I have Amen. a few Any, more um, scriptures um, that you said. Second um, Timothy one through seven. You mentioned Galatians five sixteen, Galatians five thirty three. You get no Cynthia? What did you say twenty three? Mm-hmm. Okay. Matthew <clears throat> six thirty three. Mm-hmm. You hear me probably I don't look, I don't know. <laughs> they were, I know. They were just coming up and coming out. <laughs> you, was, you were flowing in the spirit, okay? <laughs> You were you were so in the, the spirit the, definitely. The the great thing is is that we have a playback, and you would be right. able to get all of those scriptures and and in the context in which they were given, because um, some of them just come spontaneously, and you you may not, but at least you, there's a starting point. Um, but I would definitely this is worth a playback. Yes, yes, indeed, Dion, you have said a lot this morning. Lord, have mercy. But it's been a blessing. It's really been a blessing. I sit here myself 
dealing with COVID. Mm. But God is so good. Oh, my Lord. I thank you. I thank you for the time that I take the mornings to come on this call. I am always blessed. You and Tanya and Sabrina, just God bless you. God bless you for your transparency and your honesty. And Dion, you can be brutally honest sometimes, but it's it's good. Yeah, it's good. And I thank you. I love you guys. I miss you guys. We love and miss you too, Miss B, and praying for a speedy recovery for you. And thank you for that. We appreciate you and love you bunches and bunches and bunches. That is so Oh, just keep coming and don't give up the new people. I've been on here eight years, and God is yeah. just so good. The, I was in the religion thing. I was raised like um, Dee Dee, Methodist. And uh, I have learned so much, and God has been so good. Just keep coming and don't give up and stay in your word. Yes, go to church on Sunday and listen to the preacher. But you take yourself home and look that scripture up yourself and study it for yourself. You got to know it for yourself. Not only study it for yourself. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, it's Krishanda. Um, Yes, study it for yourself. I just wanted to say I'm just so grateful for this call. I just wanted to come on and just say I'm so grateful for this call and for the community. And I'm so thankful for, um, I don't want to say press but your stand, how you stand in truth and how you share um, how God uses you. I just want to just um, send blessings your way. Just so grateful for you. God bless you, woman of God. Amen. Love you, sis. I, I want so I want to just say this real quick. Hold on one second. Um, just before I forget. <laughs> um, who's building a she shed? Mute your phone. Mute your phone. Mute your phone. Um, it is important that you ask the Lord to open the eyes of your understanding. That he would give you an understanding heart. And I, I say this frequently. Some things had to be revealed to me. I was hecka religious, y'all. Like extra. Extra, extra, extra. Now, one of one of the only things that I can say, and, and in certain instances, um, until I got freed from it, and I still need somebody to mute their phone. I was judgmental. I was compartmentalizing people based on, you know, me really, again, well-meaning. I mean to be, but I didn't know that I, I didn't know. Some things have to be revealed, right? And so, Ms. Barbara, you said sometimes I'm brutally honest. I am. And see, that's what I got Sabrina for, because then what she comes back and says is what she meant to say. (laughs) 
And it's such a necessary evil. What she meant to say was, uh, <laughs> and and my face was usually straight because that ain't what I meant to say, but she at least makes it sound. She put some flowers on it. <laughs> but when you give God permission to stretch you and you align yourself and agree with what he is saying of you, there are places that some of you are fighting in right this second even as I speak, that you are struggling in certain areas because you're so cotton-picking religious, you're damaging your own self. And I'm telling you, it's a bondage that you don't have to be subdued by. It's a decision. I don't, I don't want to live like this anymore. I don't want to be mad. I don't want to be frustrated. I don't want to be argumentative. I don't want to be bitter. I don't want Listen, you can either be better or bitter up to you. I just choose freedom. It's so dope. I love being liberated. I mean, that's it. Somebody was about to say something. Who was that? Good morning. Good morning. Who was that? Give me, let me, let me know who it is. So we just, we can get an order right quick. Miss Tony, good morning. Natasha, good morning. Okay, good morning. She can go, go ahead, Miss Tony. No, 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 you go ahead. Okay, good morning, everyone. I thank God for the for the word on this morning. Every morning I wake up, I try to be joyful because the word makes me happy. I enjoyed you on this morning, Pastor Dion, and I, the word of the Lord came to me and say they serve me with their lips but their hearts are far from it. We have mm-hmm. to be consistent in the word of God. And I heard, I don't know if that was your mother said, you be brutally about the words you speak out of your mouth. I'm the same way, but it's what I see, what the Lord gives me to say, but they don't like it. So I say what I see. So I thank God for the word on this morning. I get challenged all the time about how I say things, but it's what God gives me to say. And it can be judgmental, but at that particular time, I guess people don't want to hear it. But they are playing with God, and I'm like you. You need to get it together. When are you going to get it together? You see my story, but you don't know the, you, you don't know the glory. You see the glory, but you don't know the story. I had to suffer. And we all have to suffer. We all have to go through. That's how we're going to get where God wants us to be. I'm tired of playing church. And everybody is like playing church. But God's going to come back and set the world on fire. I'm like you. When it comes down to God, I'm serious. When are we going to get it together? But I love the word of God. If we can stay in that word and just live it and eat it, meditate upon it, digest it, like Miss Tanya say, read it for yourself and know it for yourself. So I thank God every morning that I get up and listen to you all. And I'm just, I be joyful all day. So thank you, Pastor Dion and the Amen. community. Amen. Blessings to you, Miss Tony. Go go ahead, Tosh. Hey, I just wanted to say that this declaration and discussion has been fire and uh it really spoke to me on so many levels and in so many ways. You said a lot. Uh, one of the things that came to me at one point where you were talking 
um, about was just to let go, letting go, letting go, letting go, and surrender. And it reminded me of what Jonathan talked about when we just put our hands up. And uh, I, I was minded, reminded that, you know, if you're holding on to stuff, you can't surrender, not to God. Like when you're still, not fully, when you're still got things that you're holding on to. So it sounds really simple. Um, it's not always easy, but it's a process, like you said, and I'm grateful for the reminder that it is a process and it is a journey and you win if you don't quit and keep coming back. For those of you who are new or still in the process of the, the struggle, it gets better if you're willing to do the work because it's that part too that I was, I'm often reminded of that we are to be doers of the word and not just hearers of the word. But we can't know what to do in wisdom if we don't develop that relationship. So I'm so grateful that um, we teach here at Declare Victory the importance of being in relationship with God. And it's one thing to be able to quote scripture, but it's another thing to have it in your heart and to apply it and to be the hands and feet that God created us to be. And it takes work, <laughs> but I'm just so grateful um, to have this body of believers and, and people who are about love and, and walking it out um, and being in relationship with our creator. I'm just, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for you. I can't say it enough, so I won't <laughs> belabor the point. You and Tanya and so many who have helped to develop this call that is so needed for so many. It's changed so many lives and touched so many people in ways that we may we may never know. So I thank you. Um, and if anybody has never listened to the playback before, this is definitely one to catch on the playback because this was this was good. Thank you all. Love you. Love you too, Tosh. Hey. Thank you for sharing. Hey, go ahead. This Tan again. Two things. Mm -hmm. Kedra said something that sparked, uh, it reminded me of something that I had to do. So for some of you looking for a starting point, um, you know, you, there was a lot of information given um, different from what we're used to hearing and how we're used to hearing it. So for some of you looking for a starting point, um, Kedra was talking about how she used to read her word and she would set the alarm to it and, you know, became more of a habit or whatever she said in that context. I can definitely identify with that. But as a starting point, to create a habit, um, you got to put some kind of um, mechanism in place to remind you to do that. So, so if you're somebody who kind of has been reading the word sporadically, start off setting your alarm. And make, don't do it for an hour or two hours. That's not realistic for most people when you're first starting something. Start off with baby steps. Start, um, so like if reading the word, I'm going to be really elementary here. If reading the word is a challenge for you, go to a Dollar Tree or someplace or a regular bookstore, you can order them on, online. I've said this many times, order some Bible stories, children's Bible stories. Read those books. Find the scriptures that are attached to them to help you um, in your struggle. Also, consider reading a different version. Don't Maybe don't start off with the King James Version. Even though it's the most accurate, what we're trying to do is get you, get a system for you so that the enemy can't use the lie to you that is too hard for me to understand. My reading is not that good. Well, if you're reading a Bible story or if you're reading a version like the Living Bible or the Message, it'll be, it'll be in um, terms that we're used to, right? But then you're going to graduate. You're not going to stay at that place. So start off small. Maybe 
five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day on your break at uh, one of your breaks for work, but be consistent. And I guarantee you that once the habit has started, you'll create more time for it. We, we spend time, we spend our time and money on things that we value, right? That's one thing. And then, oh, there was one other point somebody just made. Doggone it. Maybe it'll come back to me. It was really, really important. Oh, oh, religion taught us <laughs> that this way, this walk right here is easy. Re- religion taught us that. It's not. Life is not easy. But there's a simple plan. The gospel is simple. But the Bible tells us we must work out our soul salvation. That's a scripture. I don't know where it's found. You can Google it. Work out our soul salvation. We don't work for salvation because salvation is a gift. But then we are responsible for determining what our purpose is. What You saved me for what, God? What, am I, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to live my life so that I add to the kingdom? So religion taught us, that's, that's, so if we can get out of our mind that this walk right here is easy, nobody, the Bible does not say it's easy. I don't believe maybe there is a scripture and I just overlooked it. If we could get that out of our mind, that's part of the battle. If, you know, when we get over in salvation, you know, everything is going to be peaches and creams, the old people used to say. And I, no, he never said that. One of the things he said is that if you're going to follow me, you got to be willing to take up your cross and walk with me. And Jesus suffered far more than we are. I, I, I really hope that today, no, I don't hope it. I know today some things broke in some people. Like you, there was a, you had a God moment. And these things that have, that be, listen, I've been around since I was, I was born in the church. And I'm just now, I'm 62 in June, next month, huh? I am just now getting some of the epiphanies, some of the God nuggets that I'm getting, and I'm happy about it because we're ever learning. We go from grace to grace, from excuse me, from glory to glory, and faith to faith. This is exciting, you guys, to to be enlightened and to have the revelation that we have access to on a daily basis. That's it, Dion. Can I can I piggyback off of what you just said because you are perfectly right on point for me. Um, and there was one other thing that I wanted to just add to it, um, is, and this is Kim, I'm sorry. Um, Go ahead. One, of, one of the ways to establish a habit of getting in God's word is whenever we face a situation that we are, um, are stumbled or, or, or stymied by, to seek what, look, in the, uh, look for what God's word has to say about that situation. Um, and there are books that says what, you know, that, that have um, their, their reference guides for what the Bible has to say about specific topics. And yeah, you can get those at the, you know, online as well. But when you get a, a, a series or a whole, whole group of scriptures that God, God's word says about a situation that you're going through and you speak them out loud, that the power of life and death is in our tongue and you get in agreement with God's word. But when you yourself, when you hear your own voice, speaking the word of God, that's what plants it in your, your mind responds, your heart responds to your own voice. And, and, and in my, in my case, um, anytime I I face a challenge, reading God's word or what God says about that particular situation or about me in that situation, it, it, it embeds it in my heart uh, a lot easier. It it helps um, also 
to with like I said, putting the God, God's word out in the atmosphere is is the most powerful thing that you can do. It will never return to him void. Absolutely, absolutely. Not not only that, but keep in mind, y'all. Google is your friend. You get <laughs> that to law, Google it. <laughs> it helps. Go ahead. Hi, Pastor Dion. Hi, family. This is Prosperous Pam. I've been enjoying the conversation, um, and I really liked your testimony, um, your declaration. Uh, Pastor Dion, you had said something in the declaration about um, that I, I really, I agree with, and the walk, our walk is all going to be different, but I love that we can come on this call and share our walk, our experiences with Holy Spirit and how he's blessed us in our lives and how we're learning and growing, but you had said that, you know, something like how God is like speaking to you is not might not look the same as the other person or all the different people on the call like we have to seek that relationship with God and a lot of times it's staying in his word and for me a lot of times it's just being in peace with Holy Spirit and just seeing how he communicates to me throughout the day so you got to find that out for yourself and I'm just saying that because sometimes people because Pastor Dion, you're so powerful in your work, but they might think, okay, well, if I'm not doing it exactly like how Pastor Dion's doing, I'm not getting it. But you got to figure it out with God yourself. God created us. He He formed us in our mother's womb, and He has a He has a specific calling on each person's life on this call. And <clears throat> it's all they're all not going to be all exactly the same. So don't know why I needed to say that, but I just wanted to share that. And how I'm glad you did. That was that was good that you said it because if you try to try to hear him like I hear him, that that's it's not what you need, right? He gives each of us the grace to carry out the plan that he has for our lives individually, independently. That's why it is instead of believing, it is knowing. You can only know something based on your personal experience, and everybody is called to different things. What I'm mantle for. You you don't have the grace for. What you mantle for, I don't have the grace for, right? So it's not a competition. It's a very individualistic relationship. And so don't don't put undue pressure on yourself to get it how I get it, uh, understand it how I understand it, which is why we develop and cultivate our own relationships. God will give you everything that you need. Well, actually, it's already been given. But what will happen is along your journey, you will collide with the truth. Once you know the truth, nobody can take it from you. It's like riding a bike. I haven't ridden a bike in years. Hand me one. I'm out. Right? I don't need somebody to reteach me how to ride it. So once you get to that place and you understand that as you, as you seek him, you will run right into purpose and promise. And I'll tell you this last thing, and then we're going to go ahead and release the call. Cultivate relationships that support you pursuing your purpose. It's really important. Spend time with people who challenge you, who correct you, who tell you the truth in love because they speak truth to power in your life. Cultivate relationships with people that you can call and say, listen, um, I feel my soulish nature. I feel my flesh about to cut up. If you struggle with stuff, 
right? If you have issues, right? If you 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 know you have issues, you you build relationships with people who don't struggle with that, so you can find a place of accountability. It totally transforms your life. Totally transforms your life as you travel toward operating from a place of the spirit, surrendering wholly to the spirit. And you develop relationships that support that journey. It'll change how you perceive things. It'll it'll help you a lot. I promise. Amen. Somebody was going to say something. I hear somebody off mute. Hey, Dion and Cedric. I just want to say, uh, uh, how's everybody today? I wanted to say thank you for that declaration. I really got a lot out of it. Um, the main thing I got out of it is um me working on my spirit me working on my spirit and knowing everything else is going to fall into place as far as reading my word studying and really understanding what god has for my life um and just really trusting that you know that's the most important thing and my physical and everything else is going to fall into place behind me being faithful to work my spirit you also said something I wanted to repeat. Um, you didn't say it today, but you said it. Uh, we are spirits trapped in the body, combined by time. When was that again? Do you remember? Sure, because it's still the truth. We are okay. a spirit living in a body, having a natural experience in a dispensation of time. Right, that means okay. you're given a lot of time to occupy the body. Somebody needs to mute their phone. Right, so so everybody, all of us, Jesus included, he had 33 years. Does that make sense? Yes, God it is does. a spirit. Yep. That's it. God is a spirit. Listen, and he existed before we saw him in his body. <laughs> he already was, and he still is. Does that make sense? So he w- he is a spirit. Yeah. He came here in a body to give us an example of what it looks like to occupy the body for a season of time and then return back to his throne as his, the same deity spirit he was. Nothing changed. It just changed locations. That's all we ever do. It's what predestined is. It is what it is. It is what eternity looks like. That's all. Question is, what yep. you gonna do with your your allotted time? That's all. Did that help, Sid? Oh, yeah. Thank you for that. Okay. Okay. Any final thoughts before we go? Yes. Good morning, Saints. This is Alicia. How y'all doing? Good morning. You know, hey, I really, you know, what drops in my spirit is that iron sharpens iron. Because I was just, oh, yesterday I haven't been feeling like 100% myself. I've just been feeling all. You know, not that I haven't prayed, not that I haven't read my scripture, 
But just sometimes, you know, being human, you just feel off. But after hearing the declaration and hearing everybody talk about their experience, I felt my my spirit coming back to life start to feel normal again. So I just wanted to share that. But that's why we have to fellowship and we have to have these things like we do because one branch alone is going to fall off. But I need the root of the tree in order to stay strong. And it's one day at a time. I don't have it all mapped out. I just have to take it as it comes daily. So uh, thanks for listening. Very good. And listen, this is the beautiful part. You ain't got to have it all mapped out. It already is. Yeah. All you got to do is be. You're not, you're not promised next week trying to map it out. Shane? <laughs> Which is why we always say, listen, it's 7.59 a.m. May 11th, 2022, and right now I'm present. How about you? Hello. I can't control 8 a.m. All I can do is operate in this second. That's what allowing yourself to operate from a place of the spirit as opposed to occupying your mind and your thought process with all of the natural accoutrements that come with this thing called life. All you ever have to do is be present in now and know that God's plan will always be fulfilled, especially when you agree with his plan and his purpose for your life. Just say, God, I agree. Whatever you want to do today, let's knock it out. However you want to use me today, you got it. Not next week, not next month, and I'm not saying don't make no plans. All I'm saying is when you learn how to be present in the moment and be happy in the moment, you don't think about historical things that make you depressed and full of anxiety. and you, It don't even cross your mind. You don't have anxiety about what tomorrow brings. Can I tell y'all what taught me that real quick before we get ready to go? Josiah sure. being sick taught me how to appreciate this second. They told me my whole little baby was about to die. He's 19. He'll be 20 in December if the Lord allows him to live. And when I recognized that I couldn't control any of it, I stopped worrying about all of it. Do you know how long that took me? Pain. Every time the, the phone would ring and I'd see the hospital phone number, honey, I'd be freaked out, full of anxiety. The other day, are y'all listening to me? I ain't talking about 20 years ago. Every time we'd go back to the doctor and the tumor had been grew and looked like it was about to explode in his head, I'm freaking out. And then I was like, hey, what can you do about what's growing in his head? Absolutely nothing. Wasn't nothing I could do. But be his mother and love him and, and appreciate every single second of every single day that he had. And so now, if we get an ooky x-ray, y'all don't hear me talk about it. I'll just be like, mm, all right, well, what are we doing? This time last year, my baby was about to get ready to graduate. His face was three times the size that it is 12 months ago. We had just been released from the McDonald house in San Francisco after staying there for two months and undergoing radiation where he couldn't walk. He couldn't see because his eyes were inverted because the tumor was so big. Y'all didn't hear me whining and crying and complaining about it because I finally got to the place where I was like, whatever. And what looked like, 
should have been a catastrophe was a vacation. My baby said, man, mama, if my eyes wasn't crossed, we could ride these scooters. <laughs> but it came from understanding that all we have is what we are already. And when we understand that, all you got to do is walk towards it. You start walking towards it, which is why we say keep going. Pick up one foot and put it in front of the other. Don't be afraid or alarmed about any of it. You can't control it. Occupy 8.03 a.m. on May 11th, every single second of every single day. God, I recognize that you've given me enough breath for this moment. I thank you. God, I thank you that my steps are ordered in and of and by you. I appreciate that you have a plan and a purpose for my life that you planned bring me to an expected end, decide to agree with what he already said. You were a spirit. You are a spirit, and you will continue to be a spirit. You, in your allotted time, what will you do with your dash? Listen, as many souls as I can get to the kingdom from one moment to the next, if it's nothing other than showing love, one plant, the other waters, God gives the increase. Be Jesus. Throughout the course of today, today when you go outside, especially if you fasten, find somebody to sow into. Find somebody to give to. Find somebody to feed. Find somebody to smile at. Look somebody that is destitute and hopeless in their eyes and just say hello. When you open your mouth, you breathe the very ruha of God. Your words give life, even if you say nothing, because Jesus, seated in the right hand of the Father, makes intercession for us. Your word, you may think you just saying hello. Here Jesus takes it and says to that broken person, I still love you. You still have value because I went inside of myself and gathered everything on the inside of me. Just to love you, nothing you've done, nothing you'll ever do, no religion, no tradition, no history will ever change that he loves you and he chose you to give this allotted time out of all them spirits that was floating around up there. He picked you to hand to your mother as broken as she was, as much as you didn't think she was what you needed. And here you are, you survived everything that you survived. The father that may or may not have been there, he knew that you had the grace to live through it and testify of his goodness and how he provided for you. You're not hungry. You're not homeless. Your children are all right. Even if they incarcerated, they being saved from themselves. He knows that you are intended for a thing. Agree with him. That's what surrendering to the spirit does. That's all. When he sent your little spirit to a body, it had an objective. So you can keep on trying to push your will and help yourself. I'm good at 8.06 a.m. on May 11th. Whatever we doing today, Jesus, let's rock. Me and my little uh, school scoop with all my goodies in the back. Honey, I bought some new tents and some extra sleeping bags. I'm about to go hit it on my fast. That's being present. That's all. I love y'all. To smithereens, I'm excited about your future. I'm excited about your surrender. I'm excited about the purpose and the plan that God has for your life because you're going to get there. You hear me? Yes. Yeah.
Amen. You're going to be everything Amen. that he already said of who you are. You're going to do it. Hook, rook, or crook. Oh, you go you surrender. You're going to do it the hard way or the easy way. Amen. Amen. Okay, I could, again, I could talk about this all day. I'm hanging up. Jesus. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate your witness. <laughs> I love you guys. I will hear you all um, at 5 o'clock for those that are uh, fasting today. Um, I'm excited about all of what God is doing. And I'll hear you guys at 5 o'clock. If not, I'll hear you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Same bad station, same bad time. Love y'all. See you. Happy birthday. Bye. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, everyone. Have a great Bye-bye. day. Happy birthday, friends. We love you. Happy birthday. Have a blessed day, everybody. Have a good day. You have a good day, too, girlfriend. Have a blessed day, girlfriend. Yeah.